This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. Hey, you guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. Sounds good to me. All right, I got a spot. Hourglass yeah. Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious, 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood taproom. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. What's up, guys? Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Happy New Year's. I'm Joe, and with me today on this special edition of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, as always, is Doug and Eric. Hey, folks. You know, you know how we What's do, man. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Well, it's a new year, and with a new year comes uh, the task of making a new list of movies to do episodes on. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not an easy task, man. Like it's It can be daunting, because you've got your slots to fill. You got to pick your movies. Well, I'll fill your slots. Well, I know you'll <laughs> fill my slots. Yeah. Any day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But it becomes like choosing your favorite child in, in many ways because there's only so many slots. And you're like, oh, oh no, it's I'd, tough. Yeah, it I want to do this, but oh, God, I want to do this more. And it, it gets yep. to be, you know, it gets to be challenge. Um, but this bonus episode, we're going to talk about the movies we have 
picked and that are coming up for this year that we're excited about. And Joe had the brilliant idea of doing pre-ratings, which is like the pre-cum of uh, <laughs> all these episodes. But I, I am curious, man, to see like how how do they reflect what we actually rate them when we watch them? Because some of these I haven't seen in years. I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. Yep. Yep. Or at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before before we do that, we do have a couple of. Uh, Announcements to make. Announcements? <gasps> yeah. People actually believe in us. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. We have two brand new sponsors for the podcast. I was knocked on my ass by this. <laughs> I know. Me too. I was like, I, first I was knocked on my ass that anybody wanted to sponsor us. And then a second one? I'm like, Eric's wait, what? Doing the Lord's work. Well, yeah. yeah Eric is, Eric is uh, rocking it. There's no question. Well, you know, I like to take the credit because, you know, <laughs> who doesn't? But I got to throw the credit back to Joe because here's the thing. We, I jumped into this podcast, as you guys know, with, with no podcasting experience, with no experience speaking into a microphone. And it's grown um, to a place that I, I, I had no expectations, right? So I figured I did the math based on the numbers Joe sent me. And what we average, and I'm not making this up. I cannot stress this enough. We average 666 <laughs> downloads a month, which is fucking just serendipitous. Like, I, well, I mean, I want it yeah. to be more, but I also don't. <laughs> no. Right, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. I mean, the, the downloads grow every month. But at this point, if you take the, from the very first episode we released until the very last one, that's our average. So that's it's... It's so metal, I think, is, is what I decided. Hell yeah. But that's not bad. You know, for a show like ours in a, in a market that's completely saturated with other movie review podcasts, and given the fact that we haven't been at this for that long and we don't really promote um, the show in a meaningful way, it's really just word of mouth, um, it's really good, man. It's, it's, it's surprisingly good. Um, I like to think that we have something to do with that. Yeah. Um, but, but I know uh, the three of us, you know, combine into one very small ego. I don't think any of us really assumes that like, Oh, it's on the back of like, what a fucking great job we do. Like we just, we, you know, we just talk and this is what happens. So, um, with that said, it, I think it has more to do with Joe than anything. Just, really believing that we could do this in the first place um, and getting us all together. And I mean, I just happened to know some, some cool people um, by virtue of, of people I've worked with and, you know, people I've, I've done art for and um, you know, our, our interests kind of align too. Like it's, it's easy to connect with people on movies, man. Um, Yeah. You know, We've got two sponsors, the first of which is Mo DeWitt of uh, Mo DeWitt Law Firm. And, you know, Mo sort of came into my stratosphere because I, I do some artwork for him from time to time. And his promotional material happens to be very pop culture centric, which yeah, I found kind of. I love the stickers. Yeah, it, it's kind of delightful, man. Like, there's literally a shirt that says Mo to the Future. 
or yeah. a, a yellow and red one that says Mo Mania. So he's very tapped into like that nostalgia, and he's reached out to me to do like. Oh, you should make him one that says Mo Problems, Mo Money. I'm surprised he hasn't asked me for that. He's asked me for <laughs> everything from like, can you do me as Indiana Jones to uh, you know <laughs> Charlie Brown for like a magnet for for uh, Halloween. He's very tapped into you know, yeah, to, to the pop like cool culture dude. thing and the movie thing, and a really nice yeah. guy. So, um, yeah, he was receptive to sponsoring the podcast, and uh, we appreciate having him on board. Um, and and again, two out of the gate, like we went from no no sponsors to two. So we we've got Mo on board, and we also have Hourglass Brewing. Um, it's a local to to me at least brewery that I've been working with um, in the capacity of like doing the art shows and stuff um, there for for years, and it just never really occurred to me to you know to ask <laughs> until now. But um, yeah, I mean, if you go to this place, Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida, it's a it's a mecca for like geek and nerd culture and toys and and there's just a a reverence for that stuff i mean there's there's a mural on the wall of rick moranis's dark helmet you know from oh, space balls yes like, so great the superior darth vader the superior darth <laughs> vader um the people who work there are amazing you know all of the bartenders uh obviously jeremy who's the artist who does all of their uh the can art and who runs all of the monthly shows um brett the owner um and it really is, and I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor. I mean, that's where I get my beer. That's where I go to get, you know, craft beer. And they have new stuff literally weekly. So their menu is huge. It's all delicious. There's something for everybody. Um, if you're local to the area, check them out. Hourglass Brewing. Um, yeah. Um, on their website, it says over 40 beers on tap always. Yeah. Nice. Awesome place. 240 man. seats in the, uh, in the tap room. Yeah. Oh my God, They're, dude. The space is like a where, it's like the warehouse from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that the kids take over, <laughs> That's and awesome. there's like skateboard ramps and arcade machines and shit. Like right. it is, it's incredible. It's incredible. So if you're local, check them out. It's it's absolutely worth the trip just to experience the the space and the beer. Yes, I will be down there very shortly to hang out with you, Eric. Hell yeah. So this um, th- this bonus episode. Um, other than we, just thanking our sponsors, that announcement that we might possibly be able to make is it like something we can even tease? Not yet. It's not okay. in stone yet. I'm waiting to hear back. As soon as I do, we'll we'll make that announcement. I'm trying to work Either something way, out. Yeah, we we will have a MOTCU meetup this year in Orlando. We don't know when it, when that will be yet, but right. We will before time, and we want to go to a. We it'd be awesome if we can go to a Disney park again, and then actually have anybody who wants to meet us there meet us there and hang out too. That's true. Yeah, we're um, still. Hey, I'm just still. throwing this out there. I wouldn't mind going to Universal either. Yeah, okay. there you go. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm about to buy Universal annual passes. So. Yeah, I mean, just because I've never been. Well, I was, but a very long time ago. Yeah. So. So, but we will plan something this year where Doug comes down to Orlando, and yes. me and Eric. You know, we're I'm an hour away. Eric lives in Orlando, so. Yep, that's a given. We will be going to Hourglass for sure. Oh, oh for and sure. And if 100%. Doug rides with me, he may be trying to c- contact Mo. 
That's very true. Yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still working out some details. I hope to have a very exciting announcement soon, but we'll see what happens. There's a lot yeah. of moving parts and and all that stuff, but, but that's not why we're here, Joe. We're here to talk 2022 and movies. 2022 or 2020 also. 2020, 2022. <laughs> okay, it's not like 2020 all over again, right? Right, 2020. Oh, also. God, I hope not. Jesus Christ. Oh, it feels like that also. sometimes. Although the first movie we started this year with may actually yeah, lean towards true. that. Because oh, uh, what we're going to do today, we're going to go through the movies that are coming up this year. Now, keep in mind at any point, any of these could change if we have a guest that wants to do something or you know certain times or one of right. our Patreons hits the $20 level and wants to come in. But as of right now, this is what we're set out to release this year movie-wise um, along with our guests. And we're going to pre-rate these based upon just what we remember from these movies. That way we can kind of go when we actually do the movie and compare it to what we thought we were going to give it ahead of time. So the first yeah. movie we did this year was uh, Zoolander. Our ratings are out for that one already. But let's just say if I was to have pre-rated this movie, I probably would have gone a bit higher. Yeah, yeah. You, had, you had your nostalgia glasses on, man. Y- yeah, but yeah. after watching it, it, it did kind of shit the bed. <laughs> yeah zoolander um and i'll say this about zoolander i was in a bad place mentally I'm, i try to be positive and you guys know me well enough to know that I, i'm not a debbie downer on movies i try to find something about them that speaks to me in some way um i'm, I'm not the guy that shits on everything but man zoolander hit me at a time i had covid I was fucking miserable. Oh yeah. Stuck in my in my bedroom of my house forever, stir crazy, and Zoolander honestly made me mad. <laughs> we could see it. We could see it on the video. It was yeah. a rough one to watch. Yeah. Yep. So we don't need to go on any further with that movie because uh it's in the past. We we passed that. Um the next movie you guys will hear released, we already recorded it. However, it won't come out before this episode comes out. And that's uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. And we Just had a special guest host on that episode. Yes, the budget pedal chap, Mr. Adam, um, was very kind to join us. All from, the way all from, from the from UK. Uh, England. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite time. guests, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, Adam came prepared. And, uh, you know, the banter was just natural, genuine, and funny. I mean, yeah. I, I oh, love yeah. that dude. I really love him. So, yep. So, yeah, definitely look look out for that episode because you're going to enjoy it, folks. Uh, we did kind of give our ratings on it. However, because it's so fresh, had I rated it before I watched it, I might have even given it a higher rating for me personally, just off memory. But I didn't give it terrible, but I probably would have gone – like a 4.1 okay had i pre-rated it see for me this is a movie that's kind of evergreen in that i i watch it pretty frequently so i think my rating my pre-rating would have been around the same at like a 4.8 um just because it's not something that i'm you know it's not fuzzy for me it's not like oh man it's, i haven't seen this since i was in middle school like i, I yeah. probably watch this movie at least twice a year on average. The annoying kid. The annoying kid really like 
just did not do any justice for me. <laughs> it's the squeaky voice, man. Yep. Doug, what, 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 what would you have rated it? Uh, no, I would have kept it right where I am. Seriously, okay. 4.6 for me, um, just because of what it meant to me back then and having watched it numerous times, just like Eric, it's never lost anything for me. Um, I can easily look past the limitations in CG and such with that just because it's so good. Awesome. The next movie we have coming up, I'm pretty excited for myself, I got to say. And uh, I'm mostly because Doug's never seen this movie. Um, right. But this movie was also seminal in my like development of me growing up. I watched this movie a lot. and um, That explains a lot. <laughs> for, for the budget... It in a ridiculous number of fucking like all stars in this movie. Um, I, I'm definitely. Oh, I didn't even mention it. It's Friday. Uh, Friday. The original, the original 1995 Friday with Ice Cube, the one that actually has Chris Tucker in it. Not not you know since he didn't want to be typecasted as the character Smokey, um, he kind of quit this, the franchise, which I think. You know, it's still a good franchise overall, but I think it could have been better if Tucker had stayed. Um, although I like the Mike Epps character too in the in the in the sequel, so it's kind of hard. I like Mike Epps, man. Tucker, small doses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, me going into this movie, I mean, I'm gonna rate this movie pretty fucking high, um, and not to be considered with what the people in this movie are. <laughs> not to be confused, you know, pretty fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> How high, Joe? No, no that's a different, different movie. movie. Different movie. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I'm probably going to go somewhere in like the 4.6 to 4.7 range. I can imagine already. I'm going to give it a three. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in years, 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 years. So I'm playing it safe with like a middle-of-the-road score. Yeah. That, could, that could change with the viewing. It could be much more of a classic than I remember. Um, there are some lines still to this day that i that i know so i mean this movie spawned so many catchphrases yeah yeah and memes so just to be safe you know right in the middle at three and that could very it's, easily climb I, I don't expect doug since you've never seen it to have a rating yeah well no 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 listen this is a case of again you know knowledge by osmosis um based on all of the times you've talked about it, but even before that, I mean, the memes, you know, the memes are generational. They're out there. I know them. I've seen them. I've seen the scenes. I've just never seen yeah. all the scenes in order and watched the whole movie. So, One I mean, thing I, I will tell you when you watch this, keep in mind the budget for this movie and how little these uh, actors got paid. No, I get it. And, and that just, that'll point to, you know, the talent of the actors, you know, that they pulled this off. I get it. Um, no, I mean, I would go just even not having seen it. I'm going to lay it out as a three, just like Eric, because, you know, it's, it's, we're going to start in the middle and I'm going to go from there. I would expect it's going to be in the threes for me anyway, because it, it's like the hood version. It's like the hood episode of the show 24. Right. No, I totally get it. And, you know, listen, culturally for me, you know, I'm like, you know, not to be too politically incorrect, but I'm like the white kid from the suburbs. I'm like, I'm like the whitest white kid from the suburbs ever, okay, when I was younger. So culturally for me, it's, I don't know what kind of impact it's going to have, especially now that I'm older. 
But yeah. comedy-wise, I know I'm going to laugh because I've laughed at these scenes individually and these memes individually. I know I'm going to laugh my ass off. And listen, that's all it takes for me to give it a good rating. So I'm going to start yeah. with a three and we'll go from there. See, for me, go. this is my me growing up. I mean, I mean, it's a yeah. little different, but I mean, I grew up in a lot of these type of, type of areas. So right, no, I get also, it. And you Andrew ahead. Walsh from uh, you know, just surprised me. Second button and East Coast DNA will do the episode with us. Right, excited about that. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just real quick too. I think I mentioned this on the last cast or in between. That I mean, it fell in between for me. Like, you know, my oldest son Tim was like four when this came out so it's not something he would have latched on to you know what i mean i can yeah. completely understand for your generation joe and, and even eric how this meant so much you know so i get it i totally get it so all right guys what's next uh after friday we're gonna be revisiting that thing you do yes 1996 tom hanks vehicle yeah this is my this is my movie um, it is absolutely one of my when it's on, I watch it movies. I'm not kidding. Yeah. In fact, it goes further in that if I'm in the mood, I will. I have it saved on the DVR. I will pull it up and watch it if I'm in the mood. Um, I love it so much. We. It's funny because I, I started having messenger conversations with uh, Kevin Equits from Equits Guitars. And it turns out that he's a fan of the, the podcast, which I think is fantastic. Um, but he specifically re, you know, requested before this was on the list that when it comes on, he wants to do it because it's one of his favorites, too. So I was super excited about that. Just I will say this is the episode more people have requested to be on than any other episode. No, you're right. It was a battle. <laughs> it was a battle behind the scenes. But, and um, um, I've only seen this movie, I think, maybe one time, and I don't really remember liking it very much. Okay. Right. So um, hopefully it'll change my mind. Yeah, I, 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 I hope so too. Listen, it, it's 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 corny fun, um, but it, you know Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. I'll, I could watch him read the dictionary. I mean, yeah. the guy's amazing, and and the rest of the cast. I mean, you know, early Steve's on. Um, you know the whole you know Tom Everett Scott, like everybody, um, even like Giovanni Ribisi in a in a very. You know, in a, in a minor role, but it was one of his first movies. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when this came out. I'm watching Friday. I'm watching uh, no, 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 Biodome. I'm watching Clerks. I'm watching Mallrats. Oh, this yeah, is but, certainly this is certainly yeah, so you know the polar kids, opposite to those like, movies. The, that's probably why it. I didn't like it. It was too cookie cutter for me versus all the it. like the hardcore shit I'm watching. Well, you know, honestly, I mean, this this movie for me is is obviously relatable because i didn't grow up in the 60s but i very much experienced that whole the whole beatles thing which is this is you know sort yeah. of an analogy to the beatles but in a one-hit wonder sort of way it, it's basically tied to the beatles were generational but there were a hundred bands that were one-hit wonders copying the beatles yeah yeah and i just thought just the whimsy of the movie and everything and, and that's what that's what draws me to it so besides I mean, joe when's the last time you've been kissed I mean, <laughs> good and kissed. Good and kissed, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to pull the you guys and just give it a three for right now because that's fair. I don't remember it at all. Like, that'll no. be my that'll be a good go to. Like I'll start with a three and then go from there. I yeah. I, com yeah. I completely agree. I think Eric is right. And I think you're 100 percent right. Let's start there. It's in the middle, and we can go up or yeah. down from it. I I, I get that. I'm going to um, be uh, ballsy and give it a four point oh. All right. Cool. Um. Because okay, so really, Are you keeping I don't track wanna, of these, Doug. 
Yes, I'm writing them down. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm uh, not. <laughs> no, because I'm not going through this episode again. I'm writing them all down. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so really quickly, so this movie, while cinematically is not the best movie ever, not even close, right? For me, it's up there with Tombstone in the sense that I can almost recite this whole fucking movie word for word. That's how many times I've seen it and how much it means to me. So, I mean, this for me is going to be like a 4.5, you know, and that's more for sentimentality than actual movie quality. While I still think it's a great movie, you know, again, it, it's, it's a popcorn movie. That's yeah. the bottom line. That's what it is. I think the songs are so damn catchy. They are. Um, you know, even the, even the peripheral songs and the B-side songs, so to speak, that they used, um, they're all original. Um, oh, dude, I can't even remember now who, who wrote them. Um, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooter. <laughs> there you go, there you go. No, no, it was a, it was a, it was a friggin' a rock dude, a well-known rock dude from a great band. He's actually passed away in the last couple of years. Uh, whatever, it'll come up in the episode. But um, anyway, yeah, that's it for that one. So four point five. There yes. goes Doug to write his hits, hit uh, next hit record alone <laughs> in his principles. <laughs> there you go, bud. The next movie on the list, of course. Um, is Jaws the original? Oh, Jaws! Yes, God damn, Jaws is going to be hard to top. Uh, I think, I mean, just to get through this list because we got a movie, a lot of movies here. Jaws, classic Spielberg, fucking you know, summer blockbuster originator. It's going to be tough to argue that it's not a four point eight movie. Yep. See, you're going to hate me because I just recently watched this like a month ago. And I'm going to go like 2.3. I fucking hated this stupid fucking movie. Oh. So you guys are going to have a lot of work to talk me up okay. on this. Oh, I'm not even And, I, and I watched it recently. <laughs> so like this isn't like me just talking shit out of my ass. I, I was fucking bored through this movie. And like it just there was a couple parts I liked. But for the most part, I did not like this movie. Holy oh, shit. God damn. You hurt my 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 nutsack like shriveled a little bit man like, oh we just really need to quickly bring up that we are going to have a returning guest uh mr alex oh, uh guaraldi from uh, copper sound yeah. pedals now he was I very excited for about you guys to, to to bring that score up but for right now that's what i'm okay. sitting around i don't know look gonna, i have i'm gonna try well that's the I, thing and now, i have and, and to, to give you the truth now i liked jaws three way better oh, that's God. fucking frightening jesus christ <laughs> I, 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 so sea world was my favorite jaws I can't convince you. This is no. It's, it's impossible don't even, to ask. Don't 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 explain. I would the have effort. gave the Sea World dolls like a three point two. Oh. Shit. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. So really quickly, Alex is a recent viewer of this movie himself. All right. So okay. and he loves it. Um, and I know that you know Alex is going to bring the game. Like that man is thorough. Uh, crazy thorough with that kind of stuff with notes and everything so i'm very we're very excited to have him on that episode i will go with eric 4.8 on movie quality and sentimentality without question boom i'm open to, to being changed here but i'm not no, no, hey we'll do it we'll it try recently, we, I'm just we like, will try <laughs> absolutely and i promise i will watch it again all right all right when we get all to right. it all right next we got 21 jump street the 2012 now, 21 yeah. Jump Street. Never seen it? I feel like I'm really going to like it again. I, m I remember watching it when it came out, and I laughed my ass off. I fucking died laughing in this movie. But it's a fucking Jonah Hill, super bad type movie. Like, Channing, is it, it's Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, right? Yep. Yeah. 
um, fucking James comedy Franco. chemistry. Uh, Ice Cube's the fucking police detective. Uh, yeah, and a very young Brie Larson. Oh yeah, that's is right. in that movie. Like they way go young. undercover basically to infiltrate like a, a fucking drug gang or a something. High school like, drunk drug ring. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, and it's it's everything you want from that fucking style of super bad type movie with like the Jonah Hill co- levels of comedy, the stupid fucking irreverent jokes. Um, I remember loving this movie when it came out, which is why I added it. Just based off my knowledge of me, I'm probably going to go like 4.3 or 4.4 off the top of my head. Because it's my type of movie. Right. Makes sense. All right. Well, again, I've never seen it. Um, all I really know about it is that it's got to loosely be based off of the Johnny Depp 21 Jump Street TV series, maybe? Yeah, in a way, sure. Yeah. It's 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 following the same type of thing. The, no- the nods are there, and the love letter yeah. to it is there. Okay. Yes. Well, and well yeah. done. i got to give it the neutral three and, and see okay. where it takes me. All right. Um so it's funny because I think I've seen this movie way more, obviously more than Eric because he hasn't seen it, but I've seen this movie a ton of times because it's also one of my when it's on, I watch it movies because it's hysterical. Yeah. Like there are funny. scenes that make me. Just, 22 Jump Street's really good also. 22 Jump Street, absolutely. For a sequel, it, it yeah. holds its own, more than holds its own. So I'm going to 4.2 with this one. All right, so I'm not um, I'm not crazy. No, 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 dude. This is a solid, solid comedy. This is one of my favorite comedies, definitely, and it holds up. It fucking holds up. Okay, good. I was getting worried for a second. No, dude. No, this is like you don't, don't do Zoolander again. You don't have to worry, man. This is like Bad Santa level, you know. Okay. I, though well, I hadn't seen that one. That's in a what while, I was thinking. This one, this one rates high with me, and it, and it could go when I rewatch it again. That four point two could go higher. I, it will not go yeah. lower. Well, I, I went that. I went to like four three because I think it's going to go up from there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, so next on the list is Clerks. Um, Clerks, great fucking I pick, movie. Yeah, I picked this movie uh, first. Kevin Smith, you know, huge fan, um, huge respect for all of his work, even Tusk. I want to add Tusk to the list because it was an awful movie, but I fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I forgot to add Mallrats too, which I need to add. Yeah, Mallrats is ever. great. But secondly, and actually more importantly, is so my oldest son Tim is going to guest on this episode. He's also a return guest. Um, we bonded over this. Now, granted, it came out in '94. He's three years old when it came out, but when he became quote of age, he he embraced this movie, and we connected on a visceral level with the quality of this movie. And mm-hmm. you know, we throw quotes at each other, and and <laughs> we reenact scenes and everything. So this means a lot to me <coughs> on a personal level. But the movie in and of itself, damn it stands on its own, is a great yeah. flick. Um, especially as a frigging like, first project for a, you know, a, a burgeoning filmmaker in Kevin Smith. I mean, holy shit, the dialogue in this thing. Yep. It, it's, it's fucking quentin tarantino level dialogue oh yeah in a guy's what was, first what was attempt that movie to... you wanted again <laughs> yes <laughs> so you know the playful puppy yes exactly <laughs> yeah oh, the scrappy puppy i forget but um, I, I am also a hundred percent a randall <laughs> yeah, oh, yes yeah. you are oh, yeah. you're so randall it's not funny um so anyway yes very much looking forward so for me this is like a 4.2 i'm i'm with you i love this movie uh, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, um, but this movie in particular, you're right. It it just it's better than it has any right to be. Um, yeah, right. It just it tapped into something that was 
so unique at the time. It's, you know, this was 94. It's a time before, like, geek culture was really embraced. And you've got characters talking about, you know, the politics of the Death Star. Like, stuff that, you know, you would talk about with your comic book nerd friends. Mm -hmm. And it it made it into this movie in a really loving um, way. So... Yeah, it's the same thing. It means a ton to me, this movie. And I would probably rate it a 4 or 5. Yep. Um, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm probably going to go with like a 4 7 just so I can leave myself nice. in the middle up. Yeah, hell yeah. Because I love uh, this movie. I absolutely love this movie. It's great because so if this if this continues, if we all agree going forward, this, this is going to be, be one high, of our highest rated movies. Yeah. Maybe I not the highest, so. but. Um, and who knows? My 4.2 could go up. Again, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but. Um, and just really quick, I mean, I want to get Clerks 2 on the list because it is a completely different movie than they're, Clerks yeah, 1, but it different. is as good because the comedy is fucking flawless yeah, in, Clerks, in Clerks I also want to get too. Dogma, and I want to get James Oh, yeah, no, exactly. You're right. It sucks that... Mall rats. You know? The only we, one I'd probably leave off is Chasing Amy, and it's a great movie. I just don't enjoy it as much. No, I agree. It's definitely further down on my Kevin Smith list, but um, yes. All right, so... Uh, Eric, you're up next. You've got the next one on the list. So next we have 1994's Pulp Fiction. Um, fucking Pulp Fiction, just like Doug, it falls into that category of movies that if it's on, I don't give a fuck what's happening. Yep. I'm Hell watching yeah. that movie. I can yep. even read the screenplay for Pulp Fiction and not want to be interrupted. Like That's how much right. I, I love that fucking movie. Yep, yep. Um, that's another really high rating for me in the, in the 4748 uh, realm. Yeah, yep, I'm gonna go I four six just off the bat, but I know it's up there. It's like really high. Yep, and I will do, I will do a four point seven just because that could be one of our highest rated movies, if not highest, just because. Yeah, we have a streak that, of really good movies here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the cool part about this. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. And hey, folks, we have no guest for that one. So, you know, if you think you want to belong, hit us up. We might tell you to go fuck yourself because we don't like you, but. <laughs> Um, it's a better if we chance. dig you and you know, you've made an effort, hey, maybe you could guess us on this episode if you really dig Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Joe, uh, Across the Universe next. That's yeah, yours. we got the 2007 movie Across the Universe, which is a love letter to the Beatles. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Thank like, you. Just cinematically, yes. this movie is incredible. And the way they take liberties with how they recreate the Beatles music through this movie. It's not just a, a cover movie of like a band playing nope. cover songs. Nope. Like there is some real artistry to this movie. It's weird that I picked this movie because it's like t- the total opposite of what I typically pick in movies. <laughs> I know. It's funny I was, because yeah, go ahead, Eric. Sorry. I was just going to say, I feel like I took you out to dinner and uh, we got back to my place and rather than want to go to my bedroom, you're, you want to cook me creme brulee for dessert or something man like you really exactly. you turn it on his head you surprise the shit out of me with across yeah, I, the universe i've watched this movie a lot of times now it is a long movie and it does kind of have some slow pacing at points yeah there's a couple of scenes we'll talk about when we get to it that just absolutely could have been done away with but yeah um, yeah but like the like the, the fucking just off the top of my memory right here the draft scene is one of my favorite scenes in this entire yep. movie yep oh my god yeah it's just like the artistry in this, like the makeup effects and the choreography, everything. that choreography, you know what? I'll tell you what, like, I don't know when OK Go started with their videos, but yeah. they took a lot from the choreography in that scene, Joe. I mean, like a lot, because that's impressive. 
And the fact that they were able to make a coherent movie just using Beatles songs yes. as a plot. Yeah. Exactly. I always um, I always really enjoyed the in universe explanation for the guitar parts and uh yes. Oh darling, he's just frustrated, he's just going gank. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like that's cool, man. Yeah. And like they don't only hit the big hits either. They hit some of like the create the poor oh, yeah. B side songs. Whatever worked to advance the yeah. story they pulled and it was great. So, so what what I, what do you guys I absolutely love this movie. I'm probably gonna go like four point five on it if I yep. had to guess. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be four three. And I am also going to be four or five. Um, that may change a little bit with those scenes I talked about. But, yeah, that's what we got. All right. Uh, my turn. Next movie is The Matrix. Um, I, I, it's funny. I had something else in this slot. But it was a – I forget what it was. It was a Christmas party or some holiday party virtual that we had at my office. And I mentioned that I did the podcast. And one of my, one of my counterparts um, – he lives out in the central region somewhere. Mark Langston, he's going to guest on this. He asked if we could do The Matrix because okay. it's one of his favorite movies. So, and it's one of mine. So I easily put, I slotted that in. So I'm excited this to have might Mark. This that streak of like high-rated movies in. So. No, I know. It's crazy, <laughs> but it's good. Um, Mark, Mark hit me with the knowledge in a couple of emails and, and phone conversations. And I'm like, all right, we got to do this. Um, so he's going to bring it, guys, just so, you, just so you're aware. This man is going to bring it. All right. And I'm going to bring it, too, because I, I was so influenced by this flick, and, and the world was. I mean, there were college courses created for this movie because it sort of blew your mind. Now, has it aged perfectly? No, it has not. But it was still groundbreaking. In, it was sort of like Jurassic Park in the way it advanced special effects, first off, and and storytelling. So I'm excited about this one. So, I mean, I'm going to plop this in at like a 4.6 because it means that much to me. Whoa. I'm going to give it the obligatory three for right now because okay. I don't remember it enough, but I know I wow. didn't like it. Wow. All right. No, I get it. I get it. I'm yep. kind of in the same boat as you, Joe. I, I, I feel like I like the idea of this movie more than I like the actual movie. Um, yeah. But it has been a really long time. So I'm going to sit at a three and reserve yep. my judgment until we get uh, it. revisit it. Listen, it's it's heavy-handed in its message, and that's one of the downsides of the movie. There's no question about it. And um, But it still, it meant a lot to me. Um, I remember where I was, what I was doing when I saw it. I saw it multiple times in a theater, and now anytime it's on. So, all right. Yeah. Um, so next is Eric. All right, so we got 1993's Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> This movie is dog shit. Uh, it's not a good movie, but I love it. <laughs> it is so bad. It is yeah. like, it's it is inexplicably terrible. bad. But what, it, what makes it so good is how bad it is. It is definitely, it does fall into that like Mystery Science Theater 3000 category of like, I can't believe this fucking thing exists. It's, it's, you had this beloved franchise and you have these 90s movie executives in this era where they're like how do we make this movie i right. don't know make it kind of like blade runner but for kids like it was with fucking, missy misdemeanor and some crazy nikes yeah it is the weirdest hunk of shit ever but i felt oh, like yeah. you know we have all of these tentpole wonderful films that we talk about i think it's good to sprinkle in some that are uh fun to make fun of so this is one of those uh super mario yeah. brothers probably gonna get a fucking 1.3 <laughs> maybe okay. for me 
Honestly, I'm probably going to go in the three. Like, I'll just put it at three for right now because I don't know. <laughs> like, I really okay. don't even know which way I'm going to go with it. All right. Well, first off, it's funny because <laughs> there there is something magical about this movie and the way it draws people in. Because yeah. um, I had approached um, Budget Pedal Chap, Mr. Adam Richards' cohort uh, on the Fret Talk podcast and Pedal Boards of Doom, Mr. Lee <laughs> Alexander. Um I, I approached him about being a guest, and I sent the list, and he immediately picked Super Mario Brothers. So it means a lot to people all over the world. So, and, and Lee's also a, a, a fellow uh, Briton. <coughs> so he's excited about doing this. I'm being honest. I saw, I maybe saw it once in its entirety, if that. So I know that it's stinky bad, but I'm still going <laughs> to lay it at a three until I see it because yeah. I, I really have no idea. I mean, I was pumped for this movie when I was a kid, and even as oh, a kid, I, I mean, I, I would have, I would have been eight when I saw it, and even then, I had the wherewithal to be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was all in on this movie. I fucking loved it. I remember that when I was a kid, but I know it was bad too. Like, it's not like I had any delusions that it was good. I just loved it. Yeah, right. I mean, I still right. had the action figures, you know. If that says anything. So, uh, next, Joe, you got oh. Oh, my. The Trey Parker, Matt Smith classic, <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> which, it. this is not really a good movie either. And I know there's going to be a lot of shit that's very uh, offensive. Because what else would you expect from the creators of South Park? Oh, of course. But I have a spot in my heart for this movie that I've always liked this movie. Um, I don't think I'll probably get a high grade out of me on it just because it's not really a good movie. <laughs> but, but I enjoy it. So it'll, it'll get... Based off my nostalgia and the fact that I enjoy the movie itself, plus it's like a sports movie kind of with those kind of arcs to it. Those always score well with me. Um, I'm probably going to go somewhere like a 3-4 on it. Okay. I have a um, feeling I'm going to land in the twos on this. On this. I'm going to say a 2-5. Two 2-5. Five. Two five. All right. Um, I've seen this a bunch of times because I dig it. And I have seen it. Uh, maybe it's been a year. But I have seen it recently. And... For what it is, it holds up. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff in there we're going to have to skirt around, but not yeah. as much as you think there might be, at least from what I remember. Mostly just the team names. No, 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 exactly. I mean, yes, there's definitely stuff we're, we're going to have to do some dancing with, but I think the comedy is solid. Oh, yeah. uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are geniuses, um, and it holds up. I mean, Ernest Borgnine and, and what's her name? Anti-vax crazy bitch. Jenny, yeah. Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. Um, yeah. You know, I don't dislike her too much. It's okay. <laughs> though, I do, though, though I do watch Mass Singer, but I hate her on it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm going to put it in the threes. I'm going to go with 3.2 right now. That could change, but I, yeah, I, I mean, dig I that movie. Up, but I, did, I dig I just, that movie. I know it's got some sensitive shit that's, you know, doesn't usually bother me, but I don't want to, like, be too associated <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like I said, this is fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone. What right. do you expect? <laughs> exactly. No, I agree. Um, all right. So next on our list is one of mine. It's Princess Bride, 1987. Um, I had no problem in this movie. My son, John, who did Jurassic Park with us, um, he and I bonded with this movie like Tim and I did with Clark's. Um, it's a special movie for him and for me. For every reason, you know, sentimental and film quality wise i mean it's such a great movie it really um, is a good movie. so i was really excited to get this on i'm super excited to have john on the cast again um because he's going to add a lot to this one 
Um, so without even prolonging anything, I mean, this is going to be a 4.6 for me, and we'll see how it goes from there. I would think it's only going to go up. Yeah, I've always enjoyed this movie. I've watched it a bunch. Um, it, I, I, get, I got kind of bored of it after a while, but it's still a great movie. I mean, if yeah. I guessed off the top of my head, I'd probably go like 3.9 or something like that right now. No, I, I get it, and I understand the bored thing. Because, yeah, I, I laid off it for a while because I just I oversaturated myself with it. Yeah. So what do you got, Eric? I love this movie. Uh, 4.1. I'm going to say 4.1. All right. No, also, cool. what, I, I put this movie in the category of Robin Hood Men in Tights, which I prefer like wholeheartedly. Eh, they're two different movies for me. But I understand where you're coming from. They're the same fucking lead character. <laughs> they're both no, I understand, but the, the, the type of movie is completely different. I mean, Mel Brooks slapstick, there's nothing better. Mel Brooks is the fucking genius uh, yeah, when it comes like, to that irreverent comedy you know i don't know like and you know what bottom line from this conversation is shame on all of us for not having added a mel brooks movie yet i know i, yeah. know, I won right? okay. like 15 times what does that say about us we need to get on that shit okay have you guys um, seen high anxiety yes oh, it is fucking so flawless much. genius oh, it's so flawless good. genius that thing is amazing so um young frankenstein young frankenstein holy f that's Are we really movie. doing this next movie here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're starting at the like end. We, we skipped a whole bunch of shit to get to this movie. I yeah, know. We're we starting did. at the end. Because yeah. there's there's too many. And we would spend a year doing all the movies to get to this movie. So the next movie That's is... At least the big true. ones. We should just do like the big ones first. No. Fuck that. We all know what happened. Avengers <laughs> exactly. Endgame. Endgame, baby. 2019. The reason... I, I picked this movie is because it is the culmination of kind of an era of these yes. films. Yes, ten years uh, worth, man. We're gonna yeah. have to do like a bonus episode, like leading up to say like, like a series of bonus episodes with just quick shots of the other movies. We could do that. That's a great idea, Joe. Yeah, that's a very good idea. We could do that, and we also have to start it at like five o'clock, so we get through <laughs> yeah. all yeah. ten parts. It's gonna be a long take day. Long okay. day. But like, we should we should at least hit you know Avengers, Age of Ultron. Civil War and um, Infinity War. Yeah, we can do that. Heads. I think that's a cool idea. Just the big movies, not like yeah. ready, folks. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So, right. Endgame, like I said, culmination of the, that massive MCU push. Um, I'm admittedly in the back for these fucking things. So they're so good. And this one especially, yeah, I'm I'm real close to like a four i'm a four seven on this thing okay yeah right. they made my favorite character relatable to me too so that kind of helped you know who's Which that one? who's your favorite character thor by far my favorite oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and oh they definitely made him fat so like i can actually be him like he made him <laughs> into every man so i'm, I'm go. probably going to be like in a four seven four eight range in this also yeah all right cool cool um next one is yours joe you did, what would you have doug Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wrote it down, so I thought I finished it. But yeah, 4.6 for me, but that could change. Okay. The the next movie after this is the Broken Lizard classic from 2006, Beer Fest. Yes. I love this fucking movie so much. This may very well likely come close to another perfect score for me. That's how fucking much I love this movie. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's got everything I want in a movie. It's got the the sporting aspect, but not like a traditional sport. <laughs> it's drinking, um, the comedy, the jokes, everything, the fucking plot turns. I mean, it's got evil Germans. I mean, how much more could you want from a movie? <laughs> yes, it's like uh, spicy plus Germans or 
Oh, no, well, I mean, without I'm saying sure it, are. yes. I mean, okay. they don't announce I'm sure it. they are. There's, there's undertones of spicy yeah, pluses. They don't announce it, but yes, they are. Das Boot. Yes, um, Das Boot. The only disappointing thing about this movie was they never made Pop Fest with Willie Nelson. No, nah, that's true. That would have been good. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go off the top of my head a 4.9 on this movie. Holy shit. You I know absolutely what? love this movie. I got to say, real quick, that um, I loved Idiocracy. But the 5.0 still baffles me. <laughs> but I completely, I respect this 4.9 for Beer Fest way more than that 5.0 from Idiocracy. Just because I did. a little bit too. Oh, no, no, I know. But, but Beer Fest is one of my favorites too. Um, I, it's, it's over a 4 for me. I'm going to go a 4.2 and we'll, we'll adjust from there. I've never seen it. So I got to stick it at Excellent. 3. And, All right. You know, see where we go. I think you're going to dig it because the, the humor holds up. And oh, Clarice yeah. Leachman is it's oh, one of her best friggin' com- comedic yeah. roles ever. Ever. Okay? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to get a one. <laughs> so the next movie is uh, um, it's a request. So I asked my daughter, our, pa- our founding Patreon member, Hannah, uh, if she wanted to be on the, on the show. And if so, what movie would she do? And want to do and her two choices were um a sorcerer's stone harry potter a sorcerer's stone or the one we are doing which is twilight from 2008 um this is going to be hysterical because you know as a grown adult now she realizes <laughs> how much she was obsessed as a teenager with this thing as a young teenager um like the posters in the room she had a life-size cutout of uh of What's his name? Edward. Um, and everything. Um, she has her, the books from when she you know, was into this. And she has like highlighted passages and sticky note passages. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for this. Okay. <laughs> she, she can, and I'm not joking you, she can recite the entire dialogue of this movie. Like probably without looking at the script. Watching the movie and repeat and, and saying the lines before they're said. The whole fucking movie. So I cannot pass that up. Okay. Um, so that's why Twilight is on. I have never seen it. I, I have my, you know, I have my feelings on the whole thing. Um, so I'm going to, but I'm going to be honest and leave it at a three just because I've never actually seen the movie. I have a feeling it's going to go way down from there. <laughs> but I also, I also think that this is going to be one of our most fun episodes because Hannah's going to bring it. And I'm so excited. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to eat a bunch of Chinese mo- food right before we do this because I'm going to be shitting all over this movie. Excellent. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably going to go like 1.5 right now. And Joe, I could be there with you. Like, I completely respect that. I have I could, watched this movie. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it. I saw a little bit of the last one, like the fight, the final fight scene, just to laugh my ass off at how yeah. bad the CG and the acting was. Um, like, uh, who's the British dude that's in that one? Um, Pattinson? No, 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 no. It's the older dude. Uh, oh, damn it. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. It's so bad that he actually had to put himself through that. He's like a Shakespearean trained actor. You're going to be wishing you had Biodome back. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) I agree. So, Eric, what do you got? Have you seen it? So, I have seen this. Um, and... I love the reason I've seen it is because these movies became a guilty pleasure of my wife's. So <laughs> for it. all the shit she talks, 
Guess yep. what, man? Yeah, I got this you go. on you. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, so bad. I yeah. cannot wait for this episode. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 2.0, and we'll see what happens. Okay, cool. Oh. All right, you're up, Eric. Okay, so in the most recent movie <laughs> on our show, I chose Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, and I chose it because fucking God damn it. This, this movie knocked me off my feet. Um, again, I'm in the bag. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Um, this movie exceeded all of my expectations. Um, and my expectations were very high because you have this film directed by the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman. You got Jason Reitman at the helm. There's a reverence to it that, was sort of delightful and unexpected. So with all that said, Ghostbusters Afterlife rocked my fucking socks off. I'm giving it a 4.7 at this point. And yep. when I dissect it more, we'll see if that changes up or down, but I, I loved it. Yeah. So Joe, I guess we're going to go with a three for you because you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but out of respect for Eric, I'm going to give this a four to start with. Ooh. All right. I, oh, man, I appreciate this so much, dude. Because I feel like it's going to be much better than a three. It is. I don't even you're want to gonna, put it even near the three. You're going to love it. Um, I'm with Eric on this. I mean, I've said it out loud, but this is an absolutely perfectly crafted love letter to the franchise and to Howard Ramis. And I wept, my, <laughs> I wept openly um, at the end of this movie. And put it this way. So Erica watched this with me, and she was balling her eyes out at the end like both of us and she she can get emotional in a movie but something like this generally doesn't set her off it's it's a different style of movie but she was her her and i were sharing tissues um and they were happy tears as much as anything so i'm i'm going with a 4.7 as well and that could change when i watch it second time around all right joe mm -hmm. you're up next with what is this oh Balls i know of fury. Now, this is a movie that most people haven't heard of, but I love this movie. And the fucking cast in this movie is ridiculous. Yep. First of all, you have Dan Fogler, who was from, you know, Fanboys earlier that we did. Christopher right. Walken, George <laughs> Lopez, Terry Crews, Robert Patrick, Dieter, uh, Diedrich Botter, Aisha T Tyler, Thomas Lennon, um, David Koechner, Carrie Kenny, Patton Oswalt. And just, oh, Jim Rash. How can I not fucking put Jim Rash in there? <laughs> I mean, literally, it's it's everybody from Reno 911 meets everybody from, like, the fucking uh, fanboys service. I just, and it's a movie about fucking table tennis. <laughs> and the underworld of table tennis. The secret yes. hidden underworld of table tennis. Exactly. That's pretty awesome, man. Um, I remember this movie fairly fondly. Um, I haven't watched it in a couple years, but I do know that I laughed my ass off watching this fucking movie. And it had, it was way better than it had any right ever being. Um, I don't know if you've noticed also, but I'm on, a, I'm on like a, a tier of odd sports movies. I'm like ESPN, the Ocho movies right <laughs> the Ocho. now. Ocho, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. I had a, a basketball, beer fest, and balls of fury. Um, kind of on a little bit of a thing here going on, but. I remember loving this movie, like, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So, 
I'm going to go like a 4-3 to start with on this. It okay. could go up. All right. Um, I'll quickly jump in. I have seen this movie. I know that I laughed a lot when I saw it. I don't know if it's going to hold up, so I'm going to go with a 3 just because I only saw it maybe once or twice. Um, Christopher Walken, I mean, jeez. Um, anything this ain't he does. Search and Destroy. Yeah, no, but anything he does, even well, I think that I think that's why Search and Destroy got a two point one or two point two for me because of Christopher Walken because I love yeah. that man because he mean, was the only person in that movie who did anything. No, exactly. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Ben Stiller movie Envy with Jack Black, Ben Stiller. Um, it was a dumb fucking movie, like way dumb. But Christopher Walken was in that movie and he was gold. Okay, if you've ever seen the meme with him sitting at the bar going. Good for you. Good for you. In, oh, in, yeah. In Christopher Walken talk, it, the guy's a genius. Anyway, 3.0 for me will adjust from there. I, uh, I've never seen it, so I'm at a three, okay. and hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised. And I do, I do have to see if Tim wants to do this movie only because Tim's Christopher Walken is dead he's on. He's really good. He's, yeah. he's so good at Christopher Walken. So I got to ask him if he wants to do this. All right. Um, Speaking of Tim, the next movie is mine. It's uh, it's part two of the Carnetto trilogy, um, Hot Fuzz. Um, Tim is doing this because again we we bonded over Clerks, but even more so um, with with that trilogy with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and um, World's End. Um, I can't say enough about this movie. I mean, Shaun of the Dead has more sentimental. An emotional value to me but hot fuzz is the superior movie of those two yeah. anyway uh, I prefer, it's more what's funny because i like these movies in reverse order from like the best to the, yeah like shawn of the dead is my least fa- and not that it's not good it's my least oh no, no i get it yeah i, I get but it the it's in is my favorite of the three and then right hot fuzz second i totally get it and yeah, no you're right joe i mean it's like you're not insulting anything by ranking them but yeah. you know because you have no, no, to but they're all it, good right. like it's but Hot Fuzz is, as much as we quote Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz gets quoted more often uh, and just for comic relief. So I'm, this is going to be crazy, but like, this is like a 4.8 for me, Hot Fuzz. I'm probably sitting around like a 4.3. Okay. I, I dig that. Yeah. And have, Eric. I think 4.3 yeah. four, sounds okay. about right for me too on Hot no, Fuzz. No, I get it. I completely get it because, you know, logically and rationally, that's probably where I should be, but it means so much to me and, and Tim. So yeah. I completely get it. Um, um, Eric, you're I'm next. I'm happy about this. <laughs> next All right, so yeah, next right? up, we have uh, 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go, um, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Well, that's part two. That does oh, not that's make part two? That's part two. So I feel like this movie is going to hit you differently depending on how old you were when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember watching this movie a lot when I was a kid, but I guess I got part one and two confused. Yeah. And basically for that show, what that means is it's me and Joe versus Doug because yeah. we were like five when this came out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was yeah. eight. You were eight. Yeah, you got a few years on But me. this was my wheelhouse. Like, I loved the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I mean, this was a huge part of my childhood. But with I that said... I had the Coming Out of Their Shells DVD. Dude, so do I. So do I. Nice. <laughs> With that said, though, like with the nostalgia goggles off, it is a very good. Well, uh, I mean, this might be a me problem, but it's a way more adult kids movie than it has any right to be. 
Um, no, this isn't Rocksteady and Bebop. That's part two, right? No, that's part two, and that that wasn't even a Rocksteady and Bebop. That was Token Razar. Oh, that's um, right, Token Razar. This first one was still kind of dark and gritty, and like you know, it's not like rated R or anything. It's still a kid movie, but just Raphael and the angst, and he, yeah, he, you know, damn, like he lost his sigh and shit, like that. As a kid, hit hard because it was like. And Casey oh, Jones was like fucking like hardcore, right? Yeah, it was. It was pretty violent, and it was. It, it to this day, this may not be true anymore, um, but I know for a long time it was the most financially successful indie film ever made. Oh wow! Uh, so, really? yeah, there's some interesting pedigree with it. Um, it. It's it'll be cool to talk about like the Jim Henson, the effects, and the you know the suits and the puppetry and stuff, but. I, I feel confident that even with a discerning eye, I'll rate it like somewhere in the fours, like maybe a four, okay. two, four, three. I'm going to give it the contingent three, knowing I'm going to go up from there. Okay. Um, I've got to give it a three because I've seen it once. I've seen it a lot because, again, this is, uh, I missed the window on this because, you know, Tim was born in 91. <laughs> So what is this, 90 that it yeah, came out? Yep. So, you know, my kids were not into, not that they weren't into it, but it wasn't a big deal for them. So in turn, it wasn't a big deal for me. Um, so I'll just go three because, you know, yeah. Fair enough. Joe, what's next? Oh, I'm sorry, Joe, what did you say for this one? I said the three also, just because I don't three. really right, remember you did. what okay, to rate no, it. I just wanted to make sure. I think I'm going to go up, but I just don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. As, as evidenced by the fact that I thought it was this part two. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next movie was the mo- one of the most controversial movies in movie history. It literally got pulled out of theaters because people thought they were going to have terrorist attacks because this movie insulted right. uh, the, the North Koreans. And for that, I love this movie. I love that they took a stand and they made this funny fucking movie about something so serious that... But they added comedy to it and Randall Park made me almost like like Kim Jong whatever the fuck because <laughs> he he is such a likable actor like I fucking love Randall Park he is one of my favorite like um like black horse actors that you don't think about very often but whenever you see him you're like fuck this oh, guy he's is fantastic. great um and then just like the set this this uh, Seth Rogen, James Franco chemistry is there. Eminem coming out of the closet. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, is it Zoe Deschanel? I believe it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, everything about this fucking movie is like, is awesome. Uh, you know, it's got like this cool, like plot to like destroy North Korea by killing the president and making him seem weak. And then, <laughs> of course, nothing goes right because there are a bunch of idiots going to do this, and they hire the worst person possible to go over because he got invited. I don't know. Just this movie came in like a wrecking ball, right? Which yeah. I believe is a, is a is a big plot point in this movie. That's I would think so. Yes, it's either that or the firework. I can't remember if it was Katy Perry. I think it's Katy Perry. Not, it might not be a, firework. It might be. I that. think it is because he goes. Because I think wrecking ball like was Katie after Perry? this. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. it was Katy Perry. So anyways, um, it went off like a firework, whatever. Um, I really enjoy this movie. I'm going to go like 4-1 right now, but I'm probably going to go up. Okay. I got to say, I saw it when it came out. I don't remember it very well. 
I give it a three for now because I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. And uh, I mean, I remember liking it, so I'm sure it'll go up, but yeah. Yeah, same for me. I saw it once, maybe twice. I definitely laughed when I saw it, um, but we'll have to see if it holds up. So three. All right, uh, I'm up. So this is the next movie is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, it's Guy Ritchie's first major motion picture. Um, it was my introduction. Well, no, not my introduction because Gangster Number 1 with Paul Bettany was my first and made me love British gangster movies. But Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, to me, sentimentally, if that's a word, um, I, I like it. it I like it better than Snatch. I think Snatch is a better movie, but Lockstock means more to me personally because of what it opened, like the doors it opened for me into this world of British gangster movies. Um, and the cast is friggin' phenomenal, and Guy Ritchie's writing is at its fucking best. Um, I can't recommend this movie enough. So this is like a 4.6 for me. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna go similar. I, I remember liking this movie. I don't. I always get this movie com, confused with other fucking Guy Ritchie games. Oh no, movies, I though. get it. I get it. Um, Snatch to me will always be the superior one, just because yes. it's, it's my wheelhouse. I grew up with it, but I remember this is also going to be another fucking great movie. I'm just gonna sit like at four three right now, okay? Because I don't remember what exactly I want to, but I know it's way higher than a three. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say four five, and and we'll see what okay. happens. But it's that good. Yeah, I mean, this to me, really quickly, is Guy. It's raw Guy Ritchie because he was new on the scene, yeah. and then Snatch is when he quickly started getting more polished. Still great, but more polished and accomplished. So yeah, it's a that's definitely a favorite of mine. Um, Eric, you're next. Up next, we've got Superman the movie, uh, 1977, I believe. 77, 78. Yeah. Yep. So. This is one that my, my cousin Aaron uh, is going to join us on this episode. Um, he's a huge Superman fan, and I think he's got a soft spot for this movie as well. So um, this is tough to take the blinders off, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that this is a good movie. I just know that I was enthralled with it for so long. Yeah. Um, and that I love Christopher Reeve's take on Clark Kent and Superman. But I don't know that it holds up in the way that I hope it does. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it might not. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it safe at like a four right now because mm -hmm. I do love it. And that is a high score. But it could, it could end up in the threes. It could end up a little higher. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So it's the same for me. Listen, when this came out, you know, I was in high school. Um, I probably saw it three or four times in a theater because this was before VHS. Um, and Christopher Reeve was such a cool dude. So I have a lot of good feelings about this. But I yeah, yeah Eric's right. I don't know how it's going to hold up. Um, we're definitely going to have to suspend disbelief with the effects. <laughs> There's no question about that. And the whole turning the world backward things thing might not. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to go with a four and, and we'll adjust from there. I don't know shit about this movie. The only <laughs> thing I know about it is Eminem making fun of Christopher Reeves that he won't sit for this. Um, oh, 
that that's about it. Um, I know I don't really like old movies a lot, and I don't like DC Comics. So instead of the obligatory three, I'm going to start this at a two, and it's going to fucking have to earn its its keep. <laughs> wow. I like it. I wow. like it. All right. I could go up. Hey, who knows? I could fucking love this movie, but for right now, I'm no, I don't like it. I think I I'm going to not like it at all, honestly. <laughs> I, you know what? And I, I'm I'm agreeing with you right now. I'm I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down from there for you. Um, all right, you're up. The next movie I'm going to like a lot because I like this movie a lot. <laughs> uh, this is a fun fucking movie. A really fucking fun fuel, like a, uh, what's it called? A HGH fueled ride or right. steroid fueled ride. Um, it's pain and gain. Literally. <laughs> uh, takes yeah. place in Miami in, I think it's the 90s or the 80s. I believe. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's like 90, the, Gold's, yeah. the Gold's gym phase. Right? Yeah, was like the big exactly. Thing. It's got a uh, Marky Mark and The Rock and is it Anthony Mackie the third character? The I third guy? I believe that's correct. Yes. It's um, a Michael Bay joint, right? It's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. It's fucking fast-paced. They're these crazy like steroid muscle guys, but they get into all kinds of mis- I can't remember like the main plot of the movie. Yeah, the it's been so, I've only seen it once. So. But uh, the the part with The Rock cooking the hand, it was like one of my fucking fucking babies. <laughs> Cuz he's trying to get rid of fingerprints and I, I know. he's just the the rock plays a dumb dumb so well like <laughs> i don't know what it stretching. is like a lot of times he's playing the lead actor and the super brit big guy and the smart guy in this movie he yeah. plays a dumb dumb and i fucking love it um i don't know how high i'll go on this i'm gonna start it at a four but i don't really know where i'll end up at it but i know it's got a lot of shit i like in it yeah um have you seen this one eric this is another uh virgin film for me so okay three and uh i have a feeling just based on joe's description that it may go down a little bit uh, yeah. but we'll see yep um yeah again i have seen it it's been a long time since i've seen it and i probably only saw it the one time um i've never been a michael bay fan not never i i've lost my interest in bay because of transformers but this is yeah, very this is against, more bad boys no, no no well yeah exactly this is very against type for for more modern Michael Bay shit. Um, that said, I got to go like a 2.7 and adjust from there. I can't even say it because I've seen it and I thought it was funny, but um, we'll start at 2.7. Yeah, I mean, it's got, a, it's, it's, it's just got a lot of things going for me for it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Next up, I've got uh, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Um, it's a Thanksgiving movie. You know, we don't have too many of those. But not right. only is it a Thanksgiving movie, it's just so funny, man. Like Steve Martin and John Candy. Um, it's just, for me, it's one of those classic comedies that it's immensely watchable. Um, I'd probably give it a 4.3 um, at this juncture. I haven't watched it in a minute, so we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with a fresh pair of eyes on it. But. My God, that movie is, is just fucking hilarious. The scene where they're in the car and John Candy's in the devil costume. Come on. <laughs> no, no, that's the best. The skeleton in the devil costume. You can't get better than that. And those aren't pillows. And uh, <laughs> So I'm sorry, where did you put this one, Eric? Uh, 4.3. Okay. Um, this is a classic for me. I, I, it's, it's, I watch it every Thanksgiving without fail. Um, I mean, it's 1987, so I mean, you know, fairly newly married and, and 
you know, Eric and I went to see it in the theaters before the kids even came. And it's John Hughes at his best. Um, put it this way. It's John Hughes as his adult comedy best. You know what I mean? And John yeah. Hughes is, you know, Home Alone and, and all that stuff. So he's a little more young adult geared. But this was an adult comedy. And, you know, it even forces me to this day to break out the tissue box. Um, so I'm going a 4.5 on this just because it means a lot to me. Nice. I don't remember this movie at all. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. But mm -hmm. I'll give it a three to start with. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. That's I don't fair. know nothing about this movie. That's fair. Um, all right. So we are in the home stretch here. We've got two more to do. Um, my, I'm up next, and I am going to do the 2004 version of the movie Man on Fire with Denzel. Um, Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, pardon me, Tony Scott, rest in peace, um, directed this. And, God, I keep saying it, but it is one of those, I will watch this straight through from start to finish every time it's on. I quote this movie. I know the words to this movie. I don't know what it is because it's a flawed movie, and but it's just so good. It's Denzel is so fucking great, and guess what? Christopher Walken in a supporting role that is out of this world. This was Dakota Fanning's like emergence as a friggin' child star now into an adult star as an actor. She she acts so far beyond her years in this movie. It's mind blowing how good she is. Um, so I cannot wait. It's actually a remake. It's a remake. Scott Glenn did the original not that long before this movie. Maybe it was in the 90s. Um, and it was not as well received. It was all right. But, it, yeah, I can't say enough about it. This is like a 4.7 for me because it, it, it's, it's just so good. So when I saw the title for this, it did not yeah. occur to me what the movie actually was. Yeah. <laughs> and now that I remember it, this movie was fucking devastating to me. <laughs> okay, I understand. Yeah, the, thank you for picking something that will make me cry. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? The ending <laughs> yeah. is, is awful. It's like a whole tissue box worth of tissue. Uh, but it I was don't very, remember it at all. It, I've it seen really it, but I don't good. remember it. Yeah. I all I knew it, was Denzel. <laughs> he, yeah. Oh, he crushed it, dude. I, I, I'll, it's been a minute. I'll give it a four, and we'll see what happens. Okay. I got to go with the three because I don't know. No, I get it. Um, and just really quickly, I mean, Tony Scott's, you know, his, his choice of, of shooting this with these extremely quick cuts and back and forth. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we want to wrap this up, but my favorite line is when Denzel's talking to the, like the chief of the provincial police in Mexico, and he's got him under a bridge, right? He's got him tied to the hood of his car, and he's got a goddamn freaking explosive stuck up the guy's ass and he goes all right goes, three point one yeah he goes you have you have any you have any last wishes God damn it doug yeah you have any last wishes and the guy didn't know what to say and he goes and denzel's like i wish you had more time and he walks away and blows the fucking guy up okay 3.2 why you don't like explosives up a guy's ass no i went up i was at three Oh, that's true. All right. I, I just went up two points Thank because you. of that. You're right. 3.2. Excellent. All right. You so sold anyway. me already. I'm like, okay, now I'm good. Yeah. All right. So we, we, are, we are down to our last flick, which is the Christmas uh, movie review for 2022, and that's Joe's. And that's going to be Tim Burton Presents A Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this yep. is a fun movie. It, it's, 
you know, it's a claymation, you know, nightmare um, before Christmas. Um, I don't know if this really classifies as a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie or just a fucking movie in general. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it's man. It does All matter. the fun craziness and you'd expect from, like, something Tim Burton would present to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> skeletons. Everyone knows this fucking movie from, like, the visuals and songs. It's it's fun. Yeah. Like, you know, not everyone's seen it, but everyone... Like, if you see, like, the fucking... Any of the characters in the movie, you're like, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Um, just off the bat, I'm going to go with, like, a four on this, because I don't really fully remember it, but I know it's good, and it's going to be around there at least. Cool. Yeah, it's it's inventive and weird, and the artistry is is pretty incredible. Um, yeah. It's it, it I love feels, the ghost dog. Yeah, it feels like a minor miracle that this movie exists at all because of the amount of like technical work that went into it, um, and the fact that it is so weird and it's like a Disney joint. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it, it's crazy. Defies all odds. Um, yeah, I would give it a four and see what happens. It's it's really really good. All right. Um, never seen it. Again, it fell in between the cracks for me and my kids. But Joe's right. I mean, I, I know so much about it, and it's so recognizable that I even have to start at a 3.5 just because uh-huh. I have a feeling I'm going to dig it. It might not go up from there for me just because it doesn't. I don't have a connection to it. But, you know, it's Tim Burton, and it just looks cool. I mean, I, Jack Skellington, I even know his name. You know, I know about the ghost dog. I know all that yeah. stuff. You know, I know the music. Like, I might not know the words or the names, but if I hear the music, Joe's right. There you go. Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's put it this way. Disneyland in California shuts down its most popular ride, the Haunted Mansion, for an entire two weeks every year to overlay it with a Nightmare Before Christmas. That's really cool. That's very cool. They changed the Haunted Mansion to a Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion. Right. And I, I, I know what it means to our esteemed Patreon member, R.J. Smith. And, you know, it, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. There's no yeah, question about it's it. It's a good one. It'll be a fun so. Christmas flick. Yep. So that's our 2022 uh, movies in review. Preview. Yeah. Review, um, preview, preview, review. Yeah. Uh, we got some fun stuff happening this year. Hopefully uh, we get some more Patreons in there. But let's give a shout out to the ones who are here right now. All right. So uh, we will start with our founding member, Miss Hannah Christ, who's going to guest on an episode. Um, I got to talk to my, my buddy, Peter, Peter Bianco. He's also one of the first Patreons. Maybe he'll want to do an episode. Maybe not, but I'll talk to him about it. Um, we have Mr. Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Please check those, those casts out because they are absolutely amazing. Um, the aforementioned R.J. Smith. Um, he's guested before and who knows, he's probably going to want to do nightmare before Christmas and we'd be happy to have him. Um, we also have our co-host on the just surprise me podcast, Mr. Will Lehu. Thank you, Will. And our newest member, um, that we're very happy to welcome is Mr. Tony DeGraw of the signal path Facebook group and, um, his band rust bucket, which, uh, they're, they're already out gigging now, even with the COVID thing going, and they're having a good time. So, yeah, that's what we got. Also, another huge shout out to the sponsors who yes. uh, believed in this show enough to put their names to it. Uh, Mr. Mo DeWitt of the Mo DeWitt Law Firm. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. I like the little dot com on the end there. He's going to appreciate <laughs> that. <com. laughs> <Dot com. laughs> 
Um, and of course, Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida. Over 40 beers on taps, 240 seat tap room. Go check it out. Um, I love the names of their beers. Two million bees and some hops is one right now, <laughs> which is a uh, it's a New England double IPA. Um, Irish Curse, which is a uh, pub style Irish ale. I saw one I was looking through earlier. Oh, Swarmy Tardigrade, which is another IPA. That's great. Um, and there was one more that I really wanted to try. I was looking through the list. It was like Clueberry Bobbler, which is a blueberry cobbler inspired sour ale. Nice. That okay. just sounds amazing. Can I tell you one I of my favorites? You- it's called Mashed Potato Time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much. It's like a, That's great. it's like a wild, like a farmhouse beer. Oh my god, it's so good. I think I'm all about that Irish curse when I'm down there because I love a good Irish ale and I love that name. Yeah. If you if you can, Eric, next time you go by there, pick me up some of that Clueberry Bobbler. You got it, man. In case they run out of it, I want to kind of get get a jump start on that one. That one sounds delicious. Yep. Well, guys, uh, thank you for joining us through this uh, bonus episode. It actually turned out to be the length of almost a full episode. Yeah, it's a little long, but it's <laughs> worth it. We, we but we got some time. exciting things. If you want to become one of those Patreons, you can hit patreon.com backslash MOTCU. Um, and if you want to do a movie with us, just reach out to us. We, we got all kinds of ways of getting in contact, but the easiest way is the Facebook group, Masters of the Cinematic Universe, where you can post about anything movie-related or toy-related, apparently. <laughs> it's a little brand confusion there yeah, never hurt anybody some, some little misunderstandings here and there but it's alright we love you all anyway yep. and on that note there's one thing left for us to do lights yeah. camera I have the power no sorry just kidding. <laughs> fuck off Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks, if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe anyway. for anything picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way, from stickers to T-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.